Then there's this, the sweaty robot. No, wait. It's so hot. I said I didn't want this story. (laughs) Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 11 minutes after 6 on this Tuesday morning, Wisconsin's Morning News. You're not doing the sweaty robot story, are you? (laughs) Well... Maybe. Just just because something happened doesn't mean we have to talk <laughs> no, about No, I it. have to pass it along. If my intelligence is artificial, then why am I smarter than you? Okay, so Dish Brain has been created. <laughs> Dish Brain is a semi-biological computer chip. With They're going to have to come up with some new marketing on that. <laughs> dish Brain. So they grow a brain in a dish, basically. Yes. So it's got a bunch, 800,000 human and mouse brain cells, and it's lab-grown, and... This is going to be able to allow access to advanced automation and brain-machine interfaces, meaning your brain could connect to the machine and make the machine do things. What okay. could possibly go wrong? Hey, nothing, nothing, Debbie. You could change a channel with uh, your brain, maybe. You could flip a screen with your brain. You could drive the car with the brain. And maybe you do terrible things as well, evil things. Who's made this? Um, this is from a group called Monash University. It's that's the, that's the school that's growing the dish brain. This is based out of Australia, it looks like. Then there's this, the sweaty robot. No, wait. It's so I, hot. I said I didn't want this story. <laughs> so it's so hot, guys. That scientists for the first time are employing a robot that has the ability to generate and absorb heat as well as sweat to monitor how high temps affect humans and generate methods of combating the health dangers. So as we Notice that the uh, the average temperature seems to be ticking up. Let's create these robots that we can learn from. So basically, it's called Andy. It's a thermal mannequin from a tech company called Thermetrics. And they're going to use it now as a test dummy to figure out, like, basically sportswear and wearability for sportswear. And by doing so, they have created this robot that can sweat. So they can test their new dry fit, yes. dry wicking technology without. <laughs> yes. oh, I thought you were talking about something like it's a canary in a coal mine kind of thing. So, you know, send them into places where it might possibly be too hot, and then we can determine whether or not we can send humans in. <laughs> well, well, in a manner of speaking. Otherwise known as a thermometer. <laughs> but no, you're onto something, Deb. Let's put the new, you know, we're testing the new t shirts or, or whatever instead of making. You know, some volunteers sit there in a room that's 112 and see yeah. how it happens. Well, tales of the over-engineered. Right, but you're right. It hasn't that, happened before. And that's exactly why they're doing it, though. Because of that, they want to make sure that for human purposes, they're not hurting people so they can try it with this Andy cooling system feature instead. I don't. It doesn't say anything about, like, B.O., if the robot would stink <laughs> after sweating. Well, they're not introducing the bacteria that creates the smell, right? <laughs> not God, I hope yet. Not, not on. yet. I have one more question on the brain. Dish brain? Me yeah, too. I, so on dish brain, this is so we can interact with technology, but this isn't the brain that's going to make us better at stuff, right? Um, well, I think it's supposed Asking to- for a friend. <laughs> Pancakes uh, laughing uh, at you yeah. back there. You know I want that, dude. I want golf brain. These programmable chips fusing biological computing with artificial intelligence in future may eventually surpass the performance of existing purely silicon-based hardware. So it'll help the hardware. I don't know if it'll help you, though. Yeah, but that's what... what? When do I get the chip that makes no. me better at stuff? I guarantee you is what's going to happen is that all the Can rich ask, kids... What, happen, what happens if we have intrusive thoughts? You know, like when you're driving down the road or whatever, you feel like, oh, what would happen if I did this, which you obviously won't do... 
Um, It'll immediately be printed out for everyone to read. What the heck was? Or it would actually happen because it doesn't have any kind of self censoring. Yeah, well, there's that. Dish brain gives you a readout on your thoughts for the day. You had 38 negative thoughts. (laughs) Six fifteen on Wisconsin's morning news. Brandon Snyder, sports next. If my intelligence is artificial, then why am I sweatier than you? Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. It may only be July, but the atmosphere of playoff baseball was felt last night over at American Family Field. The bottom of the ninth tied at two apiece against those Cincinnati Reds. The former MVP, Christian Yelich, coming into the plate with runners on first and second. Coming back, Yelich bounces one to right. Bob Uecker on the call right here on WTMJ as Yelich delivering the game-winning single and the Brewers go on to beat the Reds by a final score of 3-2. to two. A frustrating night at the plate if you were watching or listening to the game. The Brewers going 2-for-16 with runners in scoring position. But with the first place Brewers getting the win, they now move one and a half games ahead of the Cincinnati Reds in the National League Central Division, which before the last night had won five straight games. Yeah, it was it was frustrating, certainly. Um, you know, with um, just just leaving some opportunities out there and opportunities where contact helped us, um, or a ball, just a ball in the air in the outfield. But you know, they 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 made some good pitches too, and we just we pitched super well again. Kept it at two. Bullpen kept it at two. Colin did a great job keeping it at two, and we. We did put pressure on them a lot and and finally broke through. The Brewers don't have much time to celebrate the win. They are right back at it tonight with the Reds. Coverage gets underway here on WTMJ at 6.30. Corbin Burns expected to get the start for the Brew Crew. From the Diamond to the NFL, where the Green Bay Packers are just one day away from the start of their training camp, all eyes will be on number 10. And according to one former general manager, the surprise team of the year could reside right here in Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers, they are going to sneak up on teams and they are going to win the NFC North. Jordan Love is going to have a really good year. This team reminds me of the 2010-29 Jets. They're going to run the ball. They have two great backs in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. A really good defense with eight first-round picks. And Jordan Love has benefited from sitting. I don't think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be very good, and I think the Green Bay Packers are the surprise team of this NFL season. Former Jets general manager Mike Tynanbaum with a bold prediction for the Packers ahead of their start of their training camp. All the veterans are scheduled to report today in Green Bay with the team's first official practice scheduled for tomorrow. Coming up, having a tough time getting the kids to help around the house, and how do you pay out that allowance? We've got some important tips coming up for you next at 619 on Wisconsin's Morning News. is founder and editor-in-chief of Milwaukee with Kids, mkewithkids.com. We have an important conversation this morning, Callie, because getting the kids to do their their part around the house is a complex question sometimes for a lot of families. And then plus, how do you pay out for the chores? I know. It's like a never-ending thing. And in our house, it's always evolving. Like, if you, you mm-hmm. know, if you'd asked me a couple of years ago, we have a different approach than we do now, you know, because the kids are a different age. So you're right. It's just, it's the never-ending question. No, nothing we do sticks in my house. Here's <laughs> right. what we're going to do from now on, and it's going to be this, and two and a half weeks later, it's gone. 
I know. I like. I really, really hear you. I will say, as my kids have gotten older, so I, my oldest is twelve now, and as I, all I've had to do is not pay for the things that he wants, and all of a sudden, there's this very intrinsic <laughs> motivation. Yes. For, you know, like he's really into shoes now, and it's like, yeah, I'll buy you a pair of shoes, and then you're on your own. You know, but he wants all these other pairs of shoes, so. Now he's like out in the neighborhood washing windows for people and babysitting, you know. So if it's like intrinsic, I think it's more effective. So Kelly, my wife came up with this brilliant idea where uh, they have cards now and each card has a chore on it and each one has a point system. And at the start of the week, they're at zero and they have to get to like 15 or something like that by the end of the work week. And uh, what we found, though, is that they were racking up the points too soon, so we had to add to it. So, like, one of them could be even making dinner, and that'd be five points. That's, you know, making okay. dinner's a big deal, so that's a, that's a big... Clean a bathroom here. Yeah, five that, points. that might be five. You know, clearing the dishes, that's one point or whatever. But we've had, <laughs> we've had to argue back and forth about how many points a week should take, because it could be Wednesday, and they could rack up their points on some of the easier ones and, and then be done. And then they just sort of kick their feet up and they're done for the week. I'm good. Right. I made my quota. Right. right. Yeah. Well, maybe it's like you you start a rule where you know you've got to have you got to spread it out a little bit, or every day you need you know to, I don't know. I that's it. But you know what? You know what the important part is is that you're doing something. You'll tweak it from here. They're getting the they're getting the understanding that they have to help out around the house. That they're learning about certain jobs they can do to help out. How old are your kids too? I have uh, 16, 13, and 12. Oh, you've got older kids. Okay. Yeah. So they've been doing pretty good with it. Read her the thing. Uh, okay, so I got a text. Eric had a protester. His daughter <laughs> didn't didn't like a uh, ad hoc change so, to the point yeah, system. So my wife sent out this text last week. Good morning, kids. I know some of you have already been doing chores for the week, but we have not yet picked tour card or the cards. If you were all together this morning, you could pick your own chore cards. Make sure that people are already did it, yada, yada. Again, this week, I'm looking for everyone to do 25 points. And this was like on Wednesday and Thursday. And my daughter was not having it. She's like, but we're already more than halfway through the week. Why do we have to do 25? And then Ange goes, okay, fine. How about 20 points? Bryn, 15. <laughs> it's <laughs> Thursday, not Monday. <laughs> yeah, so they're going back and they're forth. Wait, so is this like, is a, is a point, I don't know if this is too personal, you can say, but is a point like a dollar or do they have different allowance each week because they're different ages? How does it work? Uh, so the, it's not, no, points is just the expectation. So okay. dollars generally, the money usually goes toward like what you were talking about, like, you know, our, our willingness to purchase said thing. <laughs> right. Oh, man. These, all these different point systems. We had a really, there was, I really like, um, Dave Ramsey actually has a really good, like, kid chore chart, this magnetic chore chart where the, it's an, a nice, easy way to keep track of everything. It's more for younger kids, though, but it goes up on your fridge and it's really nicely done. Um, my kids were really into that for a while, but even that fell to the wayside after several months. Right. Either way, got to do something. Thanks, Kelly. Really appreciate the uh, consultation on this. We'll report <laughs> back right. to you on how many points I've earned this week. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear. I have faith in you. <laughs> yes. Kelly Herbst, founder and editor-in-chief of Milwaukee with Kids. You can read her stuff at mkewithkids.com. <laughs>
831, I'm Adam Roberts. This is Wisconsin's Morning News, your top story. Two deadly Milwaukee shootings in less than 12 hours. I'm Debbie Lazaga. So far, we are looking at a good ride around the area. We do have a couple of disabled vehicles out in Waukesha County on uh, westbound 94 at Highway 16. Another one just a little bit past Blue Mound Road. Both of them are out of traffic. Debbie Lazaga with your WTMJ Johnson & Sons paving time today for traffic. Your forecast today calls for hazy skies across southeast Wisconsin. An air quality alert in effect until noon today. Also expecting hot, warm air again possibly some thunderstorms as well. A high of 88 degrees today. It's currently hazy and 71 in Milwaukee. From the WTMJ Breaking News Center, a nine-year-old boy dead this morning after a shooting on Milwaukee's north side Monday evening. The Milwaukee Fire Department confirming the boy was shot in the face near 76th and Mill, dying from his injuries on scene. Police say a 42-year-old Milwaukee man and a 14-year-old boy taken into custody. Last week, three children under the age of five were shot and injured within three days in the city. We're also following a developing story this morning as the Milwaukee Medical Examiner's Office confirming it's been called to the scene of a shooting near Sherman and Lloyd. The shooting appears to be on the property of the Washington Park that was uh, located there near a play area on the park's north end. That would fall under the jurisdiction of the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. WTMJ has reached out to for more information. A one-year-old has died after drowning in a family pool on Friday. First responders founding, finding the baby in a pool located near 17th and Lapham July 21st. The medical examiner's report stating the family had placed the baby in the living room during a family gathering. The child was able to leave the room and later found at the bottom of the four-foot-deep pool. Milwaukee Fire Chief Aaron Lipsky. There's a lot of responsibility uh, with, with parenting or being a guardian when you're near water. Uh, whether that water is in a bathtub, whether it's in an inflatable pool in your backyard. Investigators saying the baby's home had a metal gate installed inside, though it did not have a strong latch or lock. As we mentioned at the top of the hour, an air quality alert in effect until noon today in southeast Wisconsin, with smoke from Canadian wildfires once again making its impact on our area felt. TMJ4 Chief Meteorologist Brian Nizdansky. Limit your activity this morning. If you like to go for that run, maybe cut it in half. As we head into this afternoon, we start to notice that smoke dissipating across southeastern Wisconsin. So we should start to see some improvement by this afternoon, but this morning will be pretty rough. And Niz will join Wisconsin's Morning News at 720 with an update on the situation. And three of the first women to fly in U.S. combat missions, Martha McSally, Jeannie Nevich, and Sharon Pressler, will be hosted by EAA AirVenture tomorrow. Director of Communications Dick Nipinski says they'll be honored for the road they paved for women in aviation. We're going to have a whole bunch of people who are current combat pilots and former Thunderbird pilots who are all women. They're going to be talking about building on the legacy of those three and what it means for women in the military today. The U.S. allowed women to start flying in combat missions 30 years ago. From the WTMJ Breaking News Center, I'm Adam Roberts, citing unlimited WTMJ News Times 634. Traffic is sponsored by Milwaukee's German Fest. That's this weekend. Make it your tradition. Come celebrate German Fest, Milwaukee's original house party. This weekend, authentic German food, beer, and steel timber sports competition. For more on German Fest, visit GermanFest.com. Coming up, X may not mark the spot for Twitter.
Citing Unlimited WTMG News Time 634. I'm certified financial planner Tony Drake with Drake & Associates. If you're retired or looking to retire soon, have you developed a strategy to minimize or eliminate the taxes when you start pulling money out of your IRA or 401k? If you haven't, then you have a very vulnerable plan because taxes are going up in the future. And if you look at the spending our government does, taxes could rise even more. Find out what's missing in your retirement strategy by requesting a copy of my Retirement Ready Toolkit that's loaded with materials designed to help protect you from taxes. Call or text TAX to 414-409-9982. That's calling or texting TAX to 414-409-9982 to get your free toolkit today. Investment advisory services provided by Drake & Associates, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through a separate company, Loft Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a Wisconsin insurance agency. Clients are under no obligation to purchase any recommended insurance products. Pottawatomie Casino Hotel Milwaukee has partnered with the iconic musical duo of Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons from world-renowned rock band KISS to bring their newest hit to town, Rock and Brews Restaurant. On August 1st, rock and roll over to Pottawatomie for the grand opening of Rock and Brews and satisfy your need for great food, great music, and most importantly, a great time. For more details, visit PaysBig.com. Life is just getting started at Three Pillars, Wisconsin's top-rated continuing care retirement community. Located on 300 beautiful Lake Country acres, Three Pillars is taking reservations for new high-end active adult residences. With four styles to choose from and amenities like a supper club, fitness center, spa, pub, dog park, trails, and gardens galore, the choice is easy as you start your next adventure. Learn more at threepillars.org. Siding Unlimited, WDTMJ News Time, 6.36. Packers open training camp tomorrow in Green Bay. Brandon Snide looks ahead in sports at 6.45. Well, I did say people were going to die. All right, time for Muskwatch. Muskwatch for, let's see, Tuesday, July 25th. All right, so it's X now. It's not Twitter. It's X. And I didn't know this, but I don't know, maybe you did, that Elon Musk has long been fascinated with the letter X. Which is now what Twitter is. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. We have SpaceX. I suppose. He founded a startup called X.com, which turned into PayPal. He calls one of his children, his son, whose actual name is just a collection of letters and symbols. He calls him X. Calls him X? Yeah. So that's like Prince, like it's a symbol? Yeah. So he's hoping that this is an everything app, similar to China's WeChat, which combines video chats, messaging, streaming, payments, all that stuff. That's what X is is eventually supposed to be. Here's the problem. X is already trademarked. It's trademarked to Microsoft. <laughs> Filed back in 2003, right? It was marketed uh, for Xbox. It's gaming system there. And then there's another kicker. In 2017, Microsoft helped Meta file for part of its trademark on X to help stream video and audio content. So, so X is taken. And Musk did threaten to sue Meta earlier this month because of the whole threads thing being too similar to Twitter. So was this his response as now he's X? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? You like that? How about X? How about that? So we'll see how long <laughs> X lasts. So far, it doesn't really affect you. I mean, you can still use Twitter just like you normally do. It's just rebranded as X. So all these guys are going to do is just sue each other into oblivion here for the <laughs> yes. next 10 years. Much like the entire world, yes. And all of us will just continue doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. As you were.
Well, I did say people were going to die. One of our teammates here at Good Karma Brands is working through a courageous battle with cancer. We are supporting her, of course, every day, but in particular this week. Sheree Harris, she is brave enough, kind enough to share her story to bring awareness and a call to action so that we can support her and people like her who are doing the same thing. July is Thrive Through Month for Good Karma Brands, and we are proud to share an encouraging story from the Truth's general manager, Cherie Harris, of thriving through her breast cancer diagnosis. What I knew about breast cancer before I was diagnosed that I know that is tumors and that lies in your body, and it can metastasize, which means it can spread throughout your body if you don't take care of it right away. So being proactive and having a mammogram every year, um, whether you're 35 or 40, is key. What I know about it now is that there's different types of breast cancers, not just one type. And what I have is triple negative breast cancer, which is very aggressive, um, one of the most aggressive, and it comes in different stages. So understanding what that is, understanding the stages, just because something is stage one doesn't mean it's less harmful than stage four. It's all about your care and the response to that care. And when you understand that, you'll be in a better space. Has anything surprised you from either what you knew then versus what you know now? Were you surprised? surprised by anything? Yes, I was surprised. I mean, everybody knows when you have breast cancer, the first thing people think about, I'm going to lose my hair. That is the least of your worries. We need to understand is that you're going to lose living cells in your body. You're going to have chemo brain, which means it's going to harder remember things, form synthesis, simple synthesis. You're going to sleep a lot. You can't control that. Your eating habits are going to change. So you got to be mindful of that. There's a lot of things I was unaware about. Nausea is is one of those things as well but can be controlled and you should not be afraid of that so just understanding like the adversities of your care which means you know the side effects and how to counteract those side effects which means how to prevent it i think the outcome would be better and that's what worked for me support our thrive through initiative by joining the 1017 the truth team on july 27th from 4 p.m to 8 p.m at the broken bat brewery in milwaukee for a breast cancer research fundraiser and a lot of us from WTMJ will be out there as well. I'll be tending bar right off the bat, pun intended, at Broken Bat. 4 p.m., taking your tips to benefit this important cause. 644, Brandon Snide Sports, next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Sal Fralick hit his first career home run, and Christian Yelich knocked in the game's winning run as the Milwaukee Brewers beat the Cincinnati Reds 3-2 on Monday night. With the victory, the Brewers... Now moving one and a half games ahead of Cincinnati in the NL Central, which had won five straight before last night. Milwaukee and Cincinnati are right back at it tonight. First pitch is set for 7-10. Corbin Burns expected to get the start. The Green Bay Packers will descend upon a new era this week as the team's veterans are scheduled to report to Titletown today in preparation for the team's first training camp practice on Wednesday. And lastly, tragic news out of Illinois as the two-year-old grandson of newly hired Milwaukee Bucks coach Adrian Griffin died Saturday after the after the child's father found him unresponsive earlier in the day.
It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. A new era in Green Bay will officially get underway this week. The Packers will open their training game with a new starting quarterback under center for the first time in 16 seasons. On Monday, the Packers held their annual owners meeting with the announcement of buying the company that makes cheeseheads, a financial report that no one really seemed to care about, and some interesting words that were spoken by the team's president, Mark Murphy, regarding Jordan Love. In that speech, Murphy acknowledge his appreciation of the past and his excitement for the future, saying, quote, we should know what we have in Jordan halfway through the season. He went on to say more, of course, but I'm going to stop it right there and say I completely, with respect, of course, disagree with Mr. Murphy on that comment. We will not know what we have in Jordan Love by midseason, which is roughly, realistically, the end of October or the beginning of November. If you recall Aaron Rodgers' first entire season as a starter, the Packers went 6-10 and with a much older and experienced team. It also seems to be a trend amongst Packer fans that we will know within the first few weeks what we have in number 10, and to me, it's going to take more than a season to get the answer we are all so eager to seek. Look, this is by far the youngest offensive roster in the league. Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs will lead the receiver room. Keyword lead the receiver room. Two guys who were just drafted last April. Luke Westgrave and Tyler Kraft will likely lead the tight end position. And look, they were just drafted three months ago. Don't forget about Matt LaFleur either. He must adjust as well. His play calling will revolve around something other than a four-time MVP. How does he help Jordan Love succeed? Be patient, Packers fans. This season will have its ups and its downs. But regardless of any of that, Jordan Love, to this point, has deserved more than eight weeks to prove his worth. two-time sports writer of the year for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel is with us on this Tuesday morning experiencing one of the great Wisconsin summer traditions the staycation Lori I love it I in part because I can't afford to no. go anywhere <laughs> but, but also why would you leave Wisconsin this time of year so much to do yeah this might be my last staycation though I can't uh, <laughs> see you're going crazy aren't you well, it's just like all I end up doing is yard work yeah. and cleaning. And, and I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but since I'm doing yard work and cleaning, all I'm doing is thinking. And I, so I did the math, and the average life expectancy of a person, of a woman, is 79, and a man is 73. So then I started counting, all right, how many summers do I have left, maybe, <laughs> oh, no. in my life? <laughs> and then I took off 10 years because I'm like, gosh, you know, the, what if I have arthritis and I can't walk or hike anymore? And so then when I did the math, I'm like, I don't want to scrub this sink anymore. I want to be on a kayak or near the water or something. This is, so that this might be my last vacation. But, yes, being a tourist in your own city or your own state is great, but my vacation is just turning into, like, chores and to-do lists. No, I, th- I think you're on to something, though. You do have to, if you're going to take a week off or whatever it is from work and but not go anywhere, you do have to plan, like have a plan right. for some fun stuff to do, or other- otherwise, right, you end up mired in just taking care of business. Tasks. Yeah. Yeah, I had a plan, but then I've been out in wildfire smoke. I was with my nephew at the zoo all day yesterday, and I felt like this stuff bothers me a lot. I just don't feel good, so... You know, I had to alter that plan, and I'm like, well, I'm staying in the house. I'm going to work out in the house. I'm going to clean the house, and I would just really rather be anywhere else right now. (laughs) Well, one recommendation I have for people, and I'd love to hear your perspective on this. If you have not been, if you're a Packers fan and you haven't made that trip up during the week to watch a Packers practice, it really is a special thing. I think back to my days, though, Lori, 
when I was working at Packers training camp and what it was then in the mid to late 90s was literally people yeah. standing along. We used to call them railbirds because you would stand on the fence right there on Oneida <laughs> Street and kind of peer through the fence. How the Packers have built this out to be a really comfortable and engaging fan experience is amazing. It's a total festival atmosphere now between Town Park and um, the stadium seating at Ray Nitschke Field. And, you know, it's completely changed. I have the same experience. I, I kind of long for the old days, though. I mean, I, I remember, um, you know, I one year in 1997, I think, I was driving from the practice field back to Lambeau because it's a couple of blocks, and this tired player was next to me. I'm like, do you need a ride? He's like, yeah, I'm dying. And yeah. he gets in the car, I'm like, so <laughs> – so who are you? And he's like, my name's Rob Davis. And I'm like, awesome. Okay, let's go. But these days, you know, it's all about the bikes. It's all about that cool family experience. This is your chance to <clears throat> interact with the players. They're expecting it. They're embracing it. And if that's your thing and you're doing the bike thing, I would get there early and then and wear the gear. As much Packers stuff as you have or individualized stuff for the players. That's how you attract attention because there's gonna it's gonna be packed. There's so many kids up there. It's really cool. It's, it never gets old. The players love it. They look forward to it. You know, especially um, anybody in their from their first to fifth year. They want to know what this like and experience it. So just get there early. And you don't buy tickets for that type of thing, right? No, that's all free. Um, everything up there is free. The Title Town Experience stuff, where they've created all these games yeah. and family interaction stuff, that's free. The only thing that is, I believe family night is like $10 and that's a fundraiser type event anyway. Mm-hmm. So the, this is your best chance. If, if you like football, if, if you want to see the first new quarterback on, in franchise history since, you know, the last two iconic ones we've had since 1993, I mean, this is, this is your chance to, to interact with this and to see it all. Um, and again, like the, to me, the key is that, the players are expecting this. They may not expect you to come up and ask for an autograph if you see them in the store or at a restaurant, but at training camp, they're prepared for this. Um, they're, they want to interact with fans, and it really is. It's like State Fair or Summerfest for football. Before, when it was the Railbird thing, it was all about football. It was two-a-days, you know, hot practices, five hours of practice a day. <laughs> By the evening practice, almost everybody was gone. Um, now it's crowded, you know, there's a lot to do. There's a lot of different things to do, a lot of different to satisfy everybody's interests. You can do the tours and stuff. Green Bay has changed a lot too. So it's, it is worth your time. If, if you're even casually interested, it's fun to check it out. That first public practice for the Green Bay Packers, 1030 AM tomorrow, just across from Lambeau Field. Thanks, Lori. Thank you, Vince. Eric, take care. Business headlines are up next. They're sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Sari Lesk. The Green Bay Packers acquired the Milwaukee-based maker of Cheesehead Hats. The football franchise committed to continue manufacturing the headwear in Wisconsin. A combined Duncan and Baskin-Robbins is planned in Franklin. The proposed new location would be one of several new Duncan shops planned in southeast Wisconsin. And women's leadership nonprofit Professional Dimensions commits $100,000 over two years to the Sherman Phoenix Foundation. The funds would support the creation of new services directed at women and working moms. I'm Sari Lesk with Milwaukee Business Journal.com on News Radio WTMJ. 
Need a new bank for your small business? How about an old one? For a limited time, you can earn up to a $500 